This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Welcome to it. Bat Stew program. I'm Jeffy. Yeah, we're Bat Stewart. Boo. Maybe you could I don't know, get to it. Is that possible? Uh, first story. You'll uh you'll both like a little major league baseball. They're back in action a little bit coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, reporting to the to the mounds, and it'd be nice to have my shoulder back uh, to pitching uh <clears throat> Yeah, what's that strength, now? but uh, it's not right now. But the Major League uh, Baseball uh, Union uh, agreed to no more four pitches on the intentional walk. Oh, so this is happening. They're gonna, they're gonna happen, so they're just gonna get the signal from the dugout. Uh, oh, okay. First. So you don't, don't have no to you don't pitches. have to throw the ball anymore and actually right. do the pitch no out. More four, right. That's good because uh, it, it'll just speed up the game a little bit. And that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's uh, what they're trying to do, speed up the but game. Yes. Uh, and, I, and I think, uh, I, you know, I don't know if, I don't, it didn't say whether they were going to count the pitches, you know, because uh, give the pitcher the pitch count, you know, because technically there is no pitch, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say so, no, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, uh, the pitch count isn't a factor of the MLB anyway. It's just the coach and, and what they think well, the guy. True. You know, keep it it's not like it's thing. Little League where you, you you can only do 75 pitches and then he's out of there. Right. But it's, it is an official statistic, so I guess there is. There, there is some potential. There is, know, but uh, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. In no. the a lot of, of stat nerds in baseball, so probably were concerned about that, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. not yeah. that big of a deal. I, I say, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm yeah, kind of a traditionalist like, in baseball. I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I'm probably okay with that one too. I mean, I am. A, I would say I'm generally speaking a tr- traditionalist in baseball. Like They were talking about too. some other stuff that... Uh, they were talking about. Did you hear about this um, extra innings plan they were talking about? No, oh boy. Oh my gosh. So. You want to talk about terrible? They want to essentially do like a college football overtime situation oh. with baseball, in which they would start every extra inning with a guy on second. What? They would just start it with a guy on second, so that they would. So be you're already, you're already, already so like a position. single might score the guy right. 
and then you'd be up by a run, and then the next team would have to do the same thing. Yep. Or they lose. Yep. So they would uh, like, you know, the same thing the way college does so it. it's almost like work. a sudden death, kind of, except the other team has a chance, right? Yeah, well, no. Yeah. It's, sudden, sudden death, death is means the other team scores and it's over. Right. 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 So, no, it would not be like sudden death at all. It would be exactly sort of like <laughs> sudden death, but the other team has a chance, is what so I'm saying. So it would be sort of like sudden death, except the defining <laughs> except characteristics sudden of sudden death would not apply. Right. Um, That's what I'm that, saying. It's That's exactly much, what I'm saying. <laughs> but it is similar to the college football uh, thing, which I, I know you like. I love it in football. That's a dumb rule in baseball. I don't particularly they're like it in really football. They're not really doing it, though, right? They're doing it supposedly in the minors, I think, maybe this year. Um, they're actually seriously considering it, which looks really bad to me. Because they, they don't want the game to go into 18 I, innings. I don't right, like whatever. jumping into situations. And, and, and I, this is why I, I, I would say I don't love it in, in football. But, I, you, know, I'm, you know, it's more understandable to me in football, especially in college. Like it's, if they did it in the NFL, I would, I would not be a fan of that change. Um, but really? like, I don't like jumping into the I middle want, of it's I in the middle of a drive. Like, right? It's like in the middle of an inning. Like you, mm-hmm. you've, 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 what you've done is you put plays in that yeah. didn't happen into effect, which I don't like. Right. Um, but, I don't either. But, you know, uh, and especially in baseball, it makes no sense to me. Uh, no. So I hope mm-hmm. they don't do that one. And that one would be a, an ugly change. They're talking about potentially putting uh, the DH in both leagues again, which I don't think that's ever going to happen. It just seems like they've been talking about that forever. Um, so that one doesn't seem like a – and I like the difference in the leagues for some reason. I will say, like, you know, mm-hmm. watching – it is a weird thing when you think about it, and it's been a long-time rule. It has. Um, obviously, this goes wow. back to the founding of the of the league. But it's like basically like the assumption is 11 percent of the at bats in the National League are pointless. Right. Like right. You don't you go as a fan and you're like, all right, well, 11 percent of these at bats today will be ones that aren't interesting. Right. Now there'll be some substitutions here, so maybe it's less nine percent of the impasse. But that's a big thing Once to in a say. Great while. As a league, is like we're gonna we're gonna throw away about nine percent of our uh, of of our action. We're just gonna throw mm-hmm. it away. Right. Either the pre- the the, the pitcher is gonna strike out on three pitches, or maybe they bunt. But not a lot's gonna happen in, in those at bats. It's a weird thing to just sacrifice for a league when you're talking about like. The NFL just changed their extra points because they were too boring and everyone was making them to 33 yards to make that a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, very rarely do sports say, "Yeah, we're just going to sacrifice a good chunk of our play." Um, so they're talking about potentially making that happen as well. Um, I, that one seems like tradition in baseball is usually so it sure is so much of a factor. That's that why might, that that's know? why that that intentional walk really kind of surprised me. That's yeah. one of the things that. You know, I, w- I, I would say give them a time limit. You know, I would argue for a time limit on the intentional walk. Like, if you're going to walk a guy, go out there and throw those four pitches. That one's Let's go. so pointless, though. Like, I would say I that one I'm fine with. I would also support, and I think a lot of people in baseball might not like this, but I would also support a pitch clock. I think I, th- I would yeah, support I that. That walking would around the mound, cool. yeah. picking up the rosin bags, scratching yourself. Twenty-five seconds, Let's pick this twenty game seconds, up. picking the pitches. pants out yes. of your butt. Then you snort a and you can like do all that. Fire the... off a snot rocket, and then you finally wander back to the mound, and, you and then you shake the off a couple clock. of pitches, and then you walk around the mound again. I hate that. It's like okay, I, I I'm done, and then I'll turn yeah. the channel. I I can't I can't take it. I can't. Yeah. Life is just too fast-paced now to watch that. And the penalty is a, a ball, right? If you don't get the pitch off in yes. 20 seconds, it's a ball. I like that. I, think I like that. I, that's a cool that's a change. It would limit the amount of time in I between like the stuff. You know, if obviously there's, there would be... Give him 20 seconds to throw the next pitch. 20's fine. 20, from what, 20 from seconds. the time they get the ball. From the time yeah. the pitcher gets the ball. Yes. Goes you got 20 seconds. Yeah. Go. I, the only problem I don't like about that is that then you're... 
you're allowing the catcher to hold on to it for them to extend the time. Oh, well. And all that stuff can happen. No, I would say from the time the, the pitcher mm. hits the mitt. Yeah. The second the, it hits the mitt. Hits the catcher's 20, mitt? Yep, yeah. 20 seconds. Uh, now, you want to go 25? Of course, what do, you do do, what do you do on foul ball? Then the, the second the... Bat hits the, hits the bat. When it hits the bat, go. And then it's just up to the umpire to get the ball to the pitcher. Quickly. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if you want to do it from the time the umpire throws, I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a I legitimate... I would for the, the other way. I want that ball in that pitcher's mitt before that clock starts. Well, the problem with I mean, 25 seconds when you have the ball? 20 what you, seconds. What do you need 20 seconds for when you have the ball? You don't need 20 seconds. But yeah, at least, but with... Wind up and throw if, the ball. If we're talking about, you know, uh, tradition, uh, part of uh, some of your uh, offense and defensive plan would be for the pitcher to stall a little bit, right? Right, and get to, I, I, that's get what the, I think you're trying. Your, get your pitchers out of the bullpen, warmed up. Move it around. Whatever. Move it, let's go. I know, but yes. I'm just saying that... I, I get it, and there's the part, those things need to happen in 20 seconds. Well, that's not that bad. No, There's I agree. plenty of time. <laughs> you want to make it make it it's the same with the NBA, make it a 24-second clock, I'm fine with that. But it's, it should be something where, like, the time is limited and you're punished if you go over that time. So yes. you might say, if you have an 0-2 count and you need some extra time, you might just l- walk right through that thing and just have it be a ball and not even throw the ball mm-hmm. and take the extra time. I don't know. But, I mean, it would add a little bit to it. It would be interesting as you got closer and closer. It would also, by the way, really uh, help people try to steal bases because if you if that pitcher takes too much time, they're gonna have to rush. Because if you got a person on base, and they know the pitch has to come before the uh, you know zero uh, on that clock, they're gonna know when you're gonna pitch it. So they're gonna be able to well, get a really good jump. They're gonna okay. You would know. Mm-hmm. You see the clock sh- timing down. I think it's a clock too. It needs to be visible, not like the you know the ump is holding a watch. Right. And like, and, and I think it should be visible. And as it gets closer, you better pitch it with five seconds left. You know. Um, I think that would be kind of interesting. Plus, I think I, they've also talked about limiting th- throws over to first base. Like, you get a certain amount and that's it. Oh, I, I kind of like that, too. I kind of like that, no too. Way. Maybe three an inning. With the guy on base, mm-hmm. you got to be able to keep him back. You have to. Yeah, you do. That's why you would really monitor how many times you throw over. Because you wouldn't want to get down to there's only one left. Because if you throw over that last time, then you can't throw it all. And then you're really screwed. They're going to steal that base. Yeah, you can't do that. You could pitch out at that point. Bottom line is, this is really good. Now we're getting a little deep. Uh, yes, yeah. So let's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what else you got? In Massachusetts, if you want to talk about, throughout our struggles here in the United States in the last few years, it's been between the relationship of uh, youngsters and the police. Right? I mean, we've had uh, mm-hmm. struggles all over this country. Well, in Massachusetts, Uh, A school, an elementary school, had a deal where they called it High Five Fridays, where the police would show up and they would high five the students as they go into school. Cool. Okay? And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. That's nice. Uh, Yeah. yeah. I mean, it got the kids to going together and, uh, you know, doing that. Uh, No. uh, That's been halted. Uh, No, during a school committee meeting, uh, concerns were raised that not all children would feel comfortable with police presence at the beginning of the school day. Others started to question the long-term impacts of the program and wondered if the program was valuable. After the meeting, police were asked to pause the program. We don't want to. Unbelievable. We don't want to. I mean, seriously, what what, what are the risks here? You might like police too much. You might trust them. Uh, (laughs) What is the risk there? I I, I don't know. You might develop a relationship with uh, an authority figure that may help you long term. Well, it could be that, you know, your parents Mm. are sitting at home all day telling you how evil the cops are. The kids are getting scared going by them. I mean, that's possible. And that's or 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 illegal aliens. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sorry. 
How dare you? I'm sorry. Undocumented immigrants. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, more than that, children. citizens. Undocumented thank you, citizens. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I apologize. There are no illegal human beings, and especially not when it comes to our children. The reason I said undocumented immigrants is is because there was a little debate going back before between a couple people that we like, um, Jake Tapper mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Dace who's been on this program before. Yeah. And I happened to notice on Twitter. Did you see this today on Twitter? Steve Dace went on a, 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 an epic Twitter rant about how, I guess, I don't know, I did not see Tapper do this, but apparently he used the term, or it was in a story he tweeted or something, the term undocumented immigrants. Um, and Dace was screaming at him about it. Oh, I bet. Um, well, I don't know, screaming is not the right word. I guess tweeting at him about it. And, and Tapper's response was, that's, that's AP style guy. That's what we go by. Um, the AP style guy oh, yeah. is undocumented immigrants. Oh, yeah. AP and ABC does that all the time, Jeez. too. I, hear I mean, that's it. incredible. That's agonizing. I mean, like, it's undocumented agonizing. immigrants is not... It's, Come on. No, that is not right. Well, that's not the fight. Are. That's the fight that we've got into now, right? Is the fight is uh, uh, immigration isn't about legal immigration. When you right. talk about immigration, immigration just means that we're supposed to be okay with just anybody coming in no matter what. But, like, like for example, if I am driving... Right, I'm driving down the road, uh, and I left my wallet at home. Okay, so I don't have my driver's license. I'm an undocumented driver. I'm still legal. I just don't have my documents with me. Right? Correct. That is that's undocumented. Undocumented is not if I've never received a driver's license and I'm driving. That's not an undocumented driver. That's, no, that's an illegal, illegal driver. Right. That's a major difference. I mean, that's undocumented acts as if you just left it at home. That's, that's not really, what happened. That's a really good analogy because that's, that's exactly great. what it is. Yep. And they've 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 won that argument too, uh, so far in the past year anyway. Well, the fact with that, the way with immigration and and, mean, and while I, I'm, I'm not go. beating up on Tapper for using it because I mean they probably do have those sort of standards whatever where they is, go yeah. by the AP style guide or whatever. But I mean, the issue is it shouldn't be the AP style guide. That's the argument here. Mm-hmm. The, the AP is that is that is a position on an issue, calling it undocumented immigrants. If you want to say illegal immigrants, I can I can deal with that. There's probably a term you could, because you don't need to go illegal aliens, though it's absolutely applicable in this situation. You want to say they've immigrated against the law and say illegal immigrants, I think that's okay. You could say, um, because the immigration process would be them coming into the country and they've done it in an illegal way. But to to not identify that they've broken the law to do this is is taking a position on the issue. Um, and mm-hmm. so the AP should yes, change that. Is. They won't. If they change it at all, it'll be undocumented citizens. Yep. Good news um, for, uh, and one more good news that uh, if you uh, were hoping that someday Popeyes would become good, uh, maybe it will. Burger King purchased Popeyes for a <laughs> $1.6 Not billion. Not a fan of Popeyes. Am I sensing that from Jeffy? Uh, uh, a fried Popeyes, chicken place? Uh, the chicken is good. Uh, some of the uh, side dishes are not uh, <clears throat> As good as they should be. I also have not had it in a while, uh, but I did. I did like their biscuits back in the day. I remember. You know who was a huge fan of Popeyes biscuits to the level of he would preach about them on the air and and and, and get them to bring that. in free biscuits. Uh, Glenn Beck really <laughs> loves the Popeyes biscuits. Did you know honey? who had? You know who had really good biscuits was uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Remember that? Yes, they had those little biscuit things that were phenomenally delicious. Yeah. And you didn't even need butter on them. They were so the good. Co- they were the ones sweet. that are pretty good now, the soft ones, uh, they're, they're, not the, they're not the biscuits. They're more rolls. But is that the Chicken Express here in Texas? Oh, uh, I've never, never, never been there. Yeah, me either. I, I've, I've rarely, if <laughs> ever, not, been to Popeye's. Uh, I've certainly not, never been to I will Chicken say Express. The only time I've ever been to Popeye's that I can remember was in association with Glenn Beck, 
who is a big fan yeah. of, the, of the biscuits in particular. Love mm. those damn biscuits. And we used to get mm. them in the studio in Tampa. Yeah, all the time. I remember that. You know who well, else uh, was big on that was uh, the uh, Tony Fatso. Oh, okay. Uh, used to, he loved, loved that stupid biscuits and gravy. Oh, how's he doing? You gravy. still talk to him? He's, yeah, yeah, he's doing That's, great. That's yeah. good to hear. Tony Fatso? Yes, yeah, Tony he's, Fatso. Uh, what was his other name uh, on the air? Um, I don't even I forget what the stupid name was on the air now. But he did a barbecue show yeah. uh, on WFLA. So he called, Tony, called himself Tony, Tony Fatso. Tony Fatso for that. But he had a different name on the air in the other show. I can't remember. I can't think of it. Tony Fatso. <laughs> that's a good name. That's, 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 that's a good name. That's a good you want to buy, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Like if the guy's, yeah. if he's saying he's a Fatso. And it's memorable. Yeah. yeah. So triple eight seven two seven back. Quickly before you go out, because yes. we're about to break for a commercial. But I wanted to mention, um, Kenny Rogers Roasters, you, you mm. sent me on a little, uh, a, a little run there. Memory lane? A little memory lane. Mm. Because Kenny Rogers Roasters was a big thing for a while. Sure so was. big that it was. I loved it. I loved it, too, back then. And so I, I remember really good. liking it. This yes. is ages ago, obviously. I loved it, Gone man. out of business now, as we know. Yeah. And it's funny looking back at, 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 TV makes these big rules all the time. Like, for example, they would be very upset if I held up this can. Yeah, no kidding. Zero. They don't like that. They, mm-hmm. What they say, no! Put, I was watching My 600-Pound Life last night. They're blurring, blurring out, out T-shirt sodas logos. Yes, and, and sodas. I was like, why? It's agonizing. People know this is real life. They get things with brand names on it, like Coke Zero, a it, delicious drink that I like to 600 drink 600-Pound Life does it all the time. All the time. And I never understand it. I want, unless, it's, unless, and just stop me for a second yep. and think of this, unless they're doing it on purpose to say, hey, if you want your logo shown, you got to That is, I believe, why they do it, but it's yes. dumb. Right, Coke, Coke so Zero too. is not mm-hmm. advertising on this stupid show. I promise you, they, should. they never are. They don't care. And we'd, if they, uh, if there's any like chance, uh, we'd love it. If there was any chance of them doing it, it was because I'd have mm. it on the show every day, and they'd say, "Wow, that guy really likes Coke Zero, and it's legitimate. Maybe we should advertise on the show." Mm-hmm. That's the only chance of it ever happening. Right, right. So uh, they always do that, and I always think it's so silly. Mm-hmm. And Jeffy, what are you having to drink today? Anything uh, in particular? I'm just enjoying my cold Coca-Cola Zero. Coke Zero. I will say, one of the only soda companies in America that has ever said, you know what, we want to advertise with you guys because we love you, Uh, Hank's Diet Root Beer. The reason why Hank's Diet Root Beer knows that I love and is my favorite Hank's Diet Root Beer is because they weren't an advertiser. And I had a bottle and I said, this is my favorite Diet Root Beer. I freaking love Hank's. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. such a good job there. That's a good beverage. And you know what? They heard it on this show, too, Pat and Stu, not even love the radio it. show. They were, they were uh, the, you know, the guys over there. They're, they're I love so their great. orange cream soda. Orange oh, cream. that's so good. So great. But so, anyway, where are you going with Kenny Rogers So Kenny Rogers Roasters, the only, one of the only shows that ever did that with brand names was Seinfeld. Seinfeld did that a lot with brand names where they weren't they weren't blurred out. They would have it on there. And so they did a whole episode about Kenny Rogers yes, Roasters. They did. Which when I you watch it, remember that. When you watch it now, it's weird because they're out of business. Yeah. Another time, I, I saw this fairly recently. I'm watching an episode of Seinfeld, and they're traveling. And they get on, they go to the airport, get on the plane, they're blabbing on the plane. And you know how they do that when they rejoin a series? They, they rejoin like with the, the outside of the house or the outside of the building. <laughs> and then you're in, and then they show the inside mm-hmm. scenario. So mm-hmm. they show the outside of the, uh, of the airplane where they're, they're boarding. What airline? Trump Airlines. Oh my gosh. That was the airline really? nice. Seinfeld was taking nice. in that show, which oh, again, great. obviously, quite out of business at this point. And now the guy wow. who ran the defunct airlines is the president, president of the United States. That's amazing. Wow. That That's amazing. really sad. That's the turn of events. I, I, you know, now that we're going down the Kenny Rogers Roasters lane, <laughs> this is another one of these the memory lane. Uh, do you remember that Kenny Rogers Roasters came along and then Boston Market came along? Yes. 
And of the two, yeah. I would oh, have believed wholeheartedly no, yeah. Kenny Rogers I would, know, would make it. Boston's pretty good. Boston market is not anywhere near as oh, good. Oh, I will say, pretty good. Uh, Boston market's got some certain ish, certain things that they do really yes, well. For example, do. mac and cheese. Their mac and yes, cheese is freaking is delicious. But I mean, the name of the place is Chicken. Yeah, I know. it was so good at Kenny Rogers. It was so good. I remember they had the pita. The like in a pita, you get the sandwiches yeah. with the chicken. This is back so in the day for me. Good. But it was like I remember really liking those. Those were really good. I don't know what happened to them. I think they expanded too fast or something. I think you're right. Uh, it was a yeah. big thing. Rotisserie chicken was the big thing. Yeah. For several years, big and then they big. expanded into too, too big, too fast, and then yeah. and then went out. But of we had a, we had a guy named, and I think we've talked about him on radio. I don't know if we've ever talked about him here, but there was a guy, <laughs> there was a guy at the station who worked for the AM. We worked for the FM. We were the morning show for the FM. But the guy on the AM did uh, like a movie review show or something. His name is Bob Polia, and he always carried around with him a little doll of the Count from Sesame Street. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the story is so bizarre. You think Jeffy's the strangest person we've worked with. He is, but the second strangest is this guy. And he didn't have a car. Poor Bob did not. Uh, he lived at the station. He, uh, he, he would creepily sleep in the back hallways. Standing up, if I'm not mistaken. Standing up, mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to sleep in the dark, Pat. We'd what get you- there at like 3.30 in the morning. show started at 6. We'd get there really early to prepare for the show. And you'd be walking back through those back dark halls, and you'd turn a corner, and God, oh, jeez, it's Bob Polya standing there sleeping so in the weird. dark. So, so weird. weird. He bathed in the bathroom sink. That's uh, it's just one of the weirdest. And then he would put his little doll, his little count doll, in his basket with him when he went to do the movie reviews, and the count would sit next to him. He'd buy two seats. One for Stop him, it. one for the count, and the count sat next to him. Nobody else could. And that's fantastic. The guy didn't own a car. He he was would he? drive his bike to the Kenny Rogers Roasters, which was I don't know five ten miles from the station, and then he'd do his shift there, and then he'd come back. And a lot of times he'd bring us those delicious little biscuits, uh, and that's why we had him on the show all the time. Wow, that's uh, we loved his biscuits. That's amazing. That is. Oh look, Bob's here with uh, the count. Bob, who's, do you have a movie review for us? Or? And I see Bob Polly is still with us. Do we know? Or? I don't know. I'd you love know. to. I'd love to find out. You lost track with well, Bob. I, I've lost track of oh. Bob. In Asking the last a question. Five years. Is it? Uh, was he just insane? What was? What would he you say the cause of this different? was? Different. I would say for sure different. Um, but that he was, was a nice guy, though. You liked him. Nice guy. Yeah. Liked him a lot. He was just a really was nice just guy. Different. Just quirky. But he was quirky, different, and and maybe a little off. A little off. Uh, you know, I mean, you think Why about you an adult man who was probably, I don't know, he seemed old to me at the time, but I was only, you know, early, I was maybe 30 at the time, so he was probably 40, 45. And I, you think of a guy that age carrying around a little Sesame Street doll, you think, okay, there's something wrong there, right? And buying a seat for him <laughs> at the movie theater? Buying a seat for him at the movie theater when he did his rev- reviews, you'd think there's maybe something wrong. Yeah, hmm. and he didn't get a house or um, an apartment or anything else. He lived at the studio. Well, if you don't have a spouse, interesting. Yeah, if you don't have a spouse, mm-hmm. why not live in the building you work at? Why not? Also, the morning guy, the, the morning guy for the AM station, also lived on not the at this, yeah. but on the premises in yeah. a trailer, and he connected to the electricity in the station. Right. So, I mean, if you, if you don't and, have a spouse, why not? 
and he didn't have a spouse. Most of the either. most of the that companies that that you know had big buildings mm-hmm. got plenty of room. <laughs> you don't need to uh, at nighttime. Nobody's there. Yeah, right? and this is going to yeah. shock you, Jeffy. But people actually have things <clears throat> to live for outside of showing up, and we know <laughs> this to be from Jeffy because he shows up for his freaking weekend show, uh, you know, every weekend. <laughs> And then, uh, so, and then he stays late, like, recording other shows that he doesn't even have to record. He just does it because he doesn't, I guess, my guess is because he, he doesn't, doesn't want to go be, home. He doesn't want to go home because he yeah. knows that no one there likes him. Right. Um, and that's my guess. I just, that's, that's, that's speculation, I will say. Um, by the way, I had one other thought as you were saying this. <laughs> just to, now we're getting on a real. You another, know, another side trip. Yes, another side trip. We were mentioning um, going out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and these companies that, you know, expand too fast and they go out of business. And it made me think of a specific prediction that, I, that hit, my, hit my head in the last 24 hours, which is, remember, we were supposed to go out of business. Oh, yes. And yes. the prediction was made by Milo Yiannopoulos. Right. He was the wow. one telling everyone we were going out of business. That's a good and then, uh, point. It feels like That's he kind of right. went out of business. Yep. Which is kind of interesting. And we were supposed to go out of business. Last summer, months right and months, maybe a year ago. I thought it was last summer. It might have like been August, summer, maybe. We were, we're going, going out of on a year. Yeah. That, that feels um, right. We seem like, I mean, I don't know if you can see us right now, but we think we're on the air. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll see. There's a report from the Environmental Working Group, and uh, I'm glad they're working because th- these are important reports. And so they've warned 218 million American, Americans that they're exposed to potentially dangerous Tap water. Yep. Stuff that you don't want to have in your tap water. Right. Uh, Flint, Michigan being the most obvious example. Uh, government uh, has its issues, and even when it, it comes to really basic needs like water, they can screw it up. Luckily, there's an alternative, uh, and that is the Alexa Pure Pitcher. Do we have one? Uh, we, we do have one. Like and they're, first of all, are quite attractive. As you can see. Almost sexy. See I would here. say almost sexy. Sexy. It's mm-hmm. a sexy picture. Pitcher. It also reduces up to uh, almost 100%. It's 99.9%. And why they can't say 100, I don't know, but nobody does. But they'll reduce up to 99.9% of 92 different contaminants you can find in tap water and just get rid of all that stuff. They've been working on this thing for years. They had it ready. I would say they had it ready above every other pitcher's standards like two years ago, and they still didn't release it because they wanted to sit here and make it perfect. They've done that here, um, and they've done more than any other pitcher you're going to find anywhere. Uh, If you want your tap water to be safe, delicious, Alexa Pure is the place to go to get it. GetAlexaPure.com. GetAlexaPure.com. Or call 888-895-7746. I keep hearing from people who say, whenever we do this commercial, their Amazon Alexa goes crazy. Oh, because um, so, when you say Alexa, mm-hmm. it wakes up and it's like, up. yeah, what do you want? Yeah, what, what do you, what want? Do you got? Uh, why uh, well, you? Alexa, mm-hmm. what's the weather forecast for your local area? Mm-hmm. But this is Alexa Pure. Yeah, so uh, sorry for screwing up your Amazon sorry. thing, but it's getalexapure.com or call 888-895-7746. Do it now. Alexa! We have this uh, great abortion stuff, uh, which is weird to say, um, but it's incredible, and we need to do it. We need to save it for tomorrow because it's too long and too good. Maybe uh, we can do it after the Glenn segment. I, I, no? I, yeah, yes. maybe yes. we could do it for. No. Uh, re- yes. Yeah, but we're just running yes. so late because we keep ranting about okay. various things. And we've taken a little, a couple of side trips today that have just been pure fun. Pure fun, I think. We actually diagrammed our conversation from yesterday. We maybe we need to do it with the, that last break <laughs> as well. 
uh, and I saw the diagram of it. It's, it's sort of insane. Uh, Is it? I would say it, we may very well be carrying around a little doll of the Count uh, and riding yeah. to Kenny Rogers. Oh, here we are talking about other people. Yeah. Absolutely no question about that. That's the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. Well, last night, uh, Glenn, it is Black History Month, and um, there's some history that people just don't know about about black heroes in American history, and they really should. Like Booker T. Washington, one of one of the great Americans of all time. Glenn talked about him last night. Here's a look. Up from Slavery is one of the most important books I've ever read. What, what, a book that every American should be required to read, and most likely one of those books that are now maybe on the, if you also want to read, and no kid wants to read the stuff that the teacher says, if you also want to read, just tell me what I have to read. This is something that everybody when they're 30 should read because it tells a story of one man who should have been crushed by the system who his earliest memory was as a child hearing the Emancipation Proclamation and hearing the celebration and the next day, the fear. What does it mean to be free? I have a first edition copy of that book because the book that I read, modern book, started with a uh, note about the author. And it was some big wig intellectual giant now at some university that said, read this at your own peril because we're not even sure if Booker T did these things. We're not even sure he was even a slave. No one questioned that his whole life. But now we're trying to discredit him because his message is so right now and the solution to almost all of our troubles, really, honestly. And it's not a message for black people or white people. It's a, it's a message for people. As they try to ring out Booker T. Washington to make him so vanilla, to make him so in question, to, to call him an Uncle Tom, it becomes more and more important that everyone decide for themselves. Is this man real? Is what he said even possible? They'll have their version. I bought a first edition copy of Up From Slavery because I want to know out of the mouth and out of the pen of Booker T. Washington, I want to know his story. It was in Atlanta, Georgia, and Booker T. Washington was standing in front of an audience of thousands of people. He was sweating bullets, and not because he was nervous. I mean, it's at the end of summer in Atlanta, Georgia, and he had spent three hours in the blazing sun walking in the opening parade for the Atlanta Cotton States and International Exhibition. And his head was throbbing from the heat, the noise. He didn't have any sleep the night before. 
And he didn't want to feel that way because today was the day he was going to make history. Today was the day that a black man was going to speak on the same platform with white Southern men and women. This might be happening up north, but still in 1895, it was not happening. And he felt every square inch of that pressure of history bearing down on him. I don't get the impression that he was a dramatic man. He took it as it came. But I have a sense that this was a crystallizing moment for him, and he knew it. Whether, well, I should say, whether he knew it or not, it was. This was the moment. Rarely in history do you find one speech that defined the life and the work of a man. Martin Luther King, I have a dream. But this was more than a speech. This was the blueprint for the rest of his life. This is what he stuck to for the rest of his life. Um, and it was double-edged sword. It was also the sharpest edge of what, their, of what his critics would use to try to slice him to ribbons. He stood there and he looked into the crowd and hundreds of black men and women were staring back. And he knew he had to hit just the right tone. As he looked around, it wasn't just the blacks, there were more whites in the crowd than blacks. With 30 years ago, those people could have owned him as a slave. And it hit him, the people that owned me and my mom, they might be in this crowd. Most blacks at the time were born into slavery. Booker didn't know his birth date. He was pretty sure he was born in the year 1858, 1859, um, you know. But back at that time, most people really didn't remember the birthdays and certainly not slaves. I mean, it's not like, you know, the master was coming out with a birthday cake and you were, it was a special day. It didn't matter. Every day was a work day. He also didn't know who his dad was. Or if he did, he didn't care to admit it. Booker's stepfather, his first name was Wash. Wash Ferguson was his name. Wash was short for Washington. His, his family lived in this little log cabin, no windows, just openings in the wall, no weather stripping. The wind blew right through in the winters, which were miserable. The summers, miserable. They had dirt floors. They had dug a little hole in the center and put a couple of boards over. Um, and that's where they kept the sweet potatoes. And even though um, they had food, the, fam the family never sat down and had a meal together because they were all working. Mom was a cook, which was kind of a good job back then. She'd have access to food, but dare you steal any. Even though she was a cook and around the food, even though they had the sweet potatoes being kept right there, they never had enough to eat. And Booker talks about how his mom stole a chicken from the owner's farm because the kids were starving. And she cooked it and she woke him up in the middle of the night. She said, kids, eat. He later said, no matter what, no matter what anybody said, 
because you could call that theft. My mom was a victim of slavery. I don't think you could blame somebody, but boy, if she would have gotten got, they would have blamed her. Something else that we can't imagine is being appraised. Imagine as a kid having somebody come in and just look at your teeth like your horse. He was valued at $400. That's a lot of money back then. But still, that's what your life is worth. He said he worked from his earliest years. It was That's all it was about. He, you know, cleaned the yards, he carried the water. Um, at one point, his job, now imagine being a young kid, starving, hungry. Your mom's the cook, making great smelling food, and your job as a kid is to stand at the master's table and just do this to keep the flies off the food. You can't touch it but you have to do this. He would also bring the master's children's school books. He had to carry them. So he would take his, the books to and fro the schoolhouse. And he remembers seeing the school and all these kids in the schoolroom. And he said it was, it was like heaven to him. He said, the opportunity Imagine anyone in America, white, black, doesn't matter, anyone in America that's not an immigrant saying this about education. The idea that someday I could be sitting in that schoolroom and be taught and that I could study in a schoolroom was as close as you could get to paradise. What has happened to us? One of the most powerful things in his book, Up From Slavery, is the time when he, he talks about how he remembers his mother praying that Lincoln and his armies would win. And he didn't even really know what that meant. He didn't, he didn't know, he was too little. And he said, one morning, 1865, everybody assembled in the big house um, with the, the family out on the veranda and a Union officer standing there, reading the Emancipation Proclamation and telling the slaves, you're free. Everyone celebrated. Jane kissed the kids, tears running down her face. He said, I, I remember it. it. It was the moment in my childhood. She, he remembers her taking him and saying, our prayers have been answered and she had feared that she wouldn't live to see the day when her family was free. Can you do the Han Solo thing? The what? Han Solo, first picture. Han Solo? Uh, from, his, from the Star Yeah, this Wars. is next year? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, they're doing all these spin-off movies now. Uh, here's the first picture from uh, Star Wars. That's Han Solo, I guess. Chewbacca doesn't look like he's aged at all. Which, oh, this guy in the middle is, is Han Solo? Yeah. Woody Harrelson, man. And he was raking who's, in some cash-making movies, man. 
Amy. Do we know who that is? I don't know. No, I don't know. She's pretty. Yeah, she is. And who's che this guy? He's pretty. Chewbacca looks the same. I can't. He has not aged. That he entire aged. time he did not age. No. Wait, wait, wait. That's probably 30, 40 years. Is that's Woody Harrelson in the movie? Apparently, No, yes. he just stopped by for the picture. That's, well, that's what I wondered. <laughs> Maybe. <a> <laughs> uh, so that's that. Um, we have that. We have, uh, I don't know, the Michael Moore thing. Let's do some of this... Um, because we have a spoons coming up in a little bit. Uh, a couple things that I uh, found at Walmart. Uh, a couple new Pringles flavor flavors. Oh, really? Yeah, very excited about. Like that. what? Uh, Can yep. you tell us what flavors you salsa found? Salsa Fiesta. Salsa Fiesta. Spicy okay. queso. Very excited about oh, spicy wow. queso. Oh wow! Really? Very. That excited sounds about intriguing. Spicy queso. Intriguing. Uh, what, 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 Jeffy? Uh, Go ahead, say it. No, is there anything? Bougie sauce. Go ahead, say it. Man, I like bougie sauce. Is cheese? Is queso bougie sauce too? Hey. No queso. Oh my gosh! Really? You won't eat queso? Okay, well, first, lose your attitude. Okay, no, get out. No, <laughs> Just no, get out. Here's the thing. <laughs> get out. Somewhere over Texas, there is a leak in the heavens uh, and where, where <laughs> queso falls from. And it comes down Great here, time. and that's why America is good. <laughs> End of story. So we'll go, America is good because America is queso. Yes. Yeah. Montesquieu said that first. He did. Uh, he did. And I've someone. said many times, uh, illegal immigration is important to me, but if it screws up our queso supply, I don't care. Open the borders. Open <laughs> right? It. And you, that is, that's right. a fact. In fact, I would say build a ramp from mid-Mexico so people can <laughs> will have the momentum going to get over the border. All they have to do is get on this slide <laughs> yeah, and just, just slide, slide into right America. into our country. You got queso? As long as they're bringing queso. Head them up. Um, so uh, let's do, uh, what time is it? 40, okay, let's do uh, why cartoon characters too. wear gloves. I don't understand that. Why do they? They don't need it. They're superheroes. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see this video. It's about a minute. We got time. Okay. But hands posed another problem for animators in the age of fuzzy black and white film. Characters were in black and white films difficult to see against their black bodies. Take a look at Mickey Mouse. In 1927's Playing Crazy, he had black hands and feet just like Felix. Oh, yeah. He gained shoes in 1928's Steamboat Willie, and okay. in 1929, he's wearing gloves oh, in the Opry House. smart, man. Mm. The rubber hose style of animation is in full effect here. Every character is exaggerated, round, and simple. And like many of the glove-wearing uh -huh. cartoon characters of his time, Mickey Mouse is a non-human doing very human things. In his 1968 biography, The Disney Version, Walt Disney addresses this very issue. He says, we didn't want him to have mouse hands because he was supposed to be more human. So we gave him gloves. So in addition Smart. to saving time and providing color contrast, gloves bring non-human things to life, making their grand gestures stand out. That's why we have Jeffy wear gloves, because we want to make him look more human. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back. It, yeah, obviously it doesn't work. No, it does not it work. It does not work. Back with queso in just a moment. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Look good. 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 Spoons. Okay, uh, some chips are quiet. These are not. They are These loud. are loud mm -hmm. chips, and I, I know you can't hear them right now, but they've been screaming at us the yeah. whole time. I will say, uh, you know, Pringles loud. We have salsa fiesta and spicy queso. Very excited for the spicy queso. But look at this one, for example. This is the problem with the dusting process in this country sometimes. Look at that. That's what, a third of the chip is covered by the, the, the uh, coating? Now, on the other really? side, if I go to the other side, it's got a pretty good coating there. Oh, oh yeah, times. okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, you know, that's pretty Two good. Two thirds on this side, maybe one third on the uh, on the other. Okay. But 
Oh, uh, yeah. These smell loud. They oh, smell yeah. like salsa fiesta. Oh, they, they really do. Really and Which one? Now, uh, Jeffy, the red these, ones? Try the red ones. Not, try, try it. These are these. not you. I know for that for a fact. Really? These are not Jeffy. Too flavorful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, cool. Anything with flavor, he doesn't want mm. anything to do with it. Oh. Just stuff some fat in my mouth and I'll <laughs> swallow it. I don't want to chew it. And I, can't, oh. I can't eat these. The dusting process. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't act like you don't care about the coating <laughs> being on the entire chip. I gotta say, I like these salsa fiestas a lot. Do you like them? Have you tried it yet? This is really good. The salsa's mm, good. Really good. See, this saves you the trouble, and it's so hard to do, to dip them into something. Really you don't want to do that. You don't want to have to do it. It just tastes Actually, like chips and salsa. Actually, they taste better than they smell. Yeah. Now, spicy queso really is, good. is the more important thing we're doing today. What do you give these? Which, by the way. I would give those uh, 14. Oh, I'm going to give them a 15, man. That's really good. Yeah. Really good. Here's a spicy queso chip. Highly recommend it. Again, like now you got the color of the dusting is uh, is, mm. is the same color as the chip. Uh, smells spicy, like... man. Really good. I can't get over the salsa ones. Mm. Now you're under queso. Under queso. I thought you were already eating those, oh. sir. Mm. No, nasty. Nasty? The flavor's pretty strong. Um, it's a little weird, yeah, the queso. Yeah, better. Mm-hmm. I do like it, um, but... Hmm. It doesn't taste as queso-y as I'd like no, it to. No, not quite. It's like... Not as cheesy. Not quite as cheesy as I are, would like. Are these part of the million dollar... Th and that's Lay's, right? That's Lay's. That's somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's almost a little bit of a mac and mm. cheese cheese taste in these. It's a mm -hmm. little bit different they, than I would picture They from don't queso. taste like queso. No. Well, that could be just in the way they've been dusted. Could be. Obviously, During the dusting process. Considering the it's the entire flavor delivery system, might be something worth commenting on a food show where you're talking about a particular mm -hmm. food item. I will say, surprisingly, in an upset pick, I, I think like, I like the salsa one better. The salsa one actually is better. I'm going to give these about a, an 11. Yeah, I'll these, give, these are a 15 for me. I'll go, yeah, I'll go 12 for uh, queso. Double digits? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, the spicy ones are really, really good. I'm really liking those. I could eat a whole thing of these. Easy. Uh, 12 for uh, queso for me, 14 for salsa fiesta. Uh, Jeffy? Uh, no, these right here are maybe two and a half. Oh, wow. Queso? You really don't like the queso ones. Oh, wow. These are. That's these the are, lowest number you've ever these, given yeah, anything. Those are, those are not good. Those are All right. Good. Whether the dusting process works or not. And these are, yeah, they're pretty good. And you'll give them a. Yeah. Eight, okay, I got an eight, maybe a nine. Eight, nine, right in there. <laughs> Eight, nine is yeah, not a number. <laughs> that's two numbers. Do you understand how this works? No, he d he frankly doesn't. I'd say two, that's two numbers. You have to give one number. It's got something on it that makes it taste too much. Don't, but just give me a big <laughs> roll of fat and push it in my mouth and I'll swallow it. That way I don't have to put up with bougie, nasty sauce or flavor. Just... Put it in my mouth. I can't. I literally cannot tell the difference when you do that and when Jeffy's talking. Right? It's like exactly. Right? It's the best Same. impression.